guys, it's midnight. It's midnight when I'm recording this. When I tell you I haven't been awake past 11 p.m. in like six months, I have not been awake past 11 p.m. in like six months, okay? I have been going to bed at approximately 10.30 p.m. every night for months. And it's a part of my journey into becoming a mom. Although I don't have any children, I'm slowly but surely becoming a mom, right? I'm getting into cooking. I'm getting into reading books. I'm getting into going on walks. I'm um, doing the whole thing, doing the whole mom thing. Um, I've been, oh my God, I've been going to the farmer's market like something's up with me. Like I'm, I'm going, I'm turning mommy mode like quickly. It's freaking me out. I'm like 19. I'm about to be 20 in like a week. And I already feel like a mom. Um, but I love it. I love it. I wouldn't want it any other way, but I'm awake at midnight right now. And I think it's because I drank a lot of coffee this afternoon because I own a coffee company Chamberlain Coffee, go check it out if you don't know what it is or you haven't tried it. ChamberlainCoffee.com. It is my beloved coffee company and I'd love for you to try it. Um, but anyway, I was doing a taste test of some new blends that will be coming at some point. And I taste tested like five different blends of coffee and by the end, I was a complete mess, okay? A complete mess. I was just, like, freaking out. <laughs> um, and now it's midnight and I'm awake. And I should have known that this was going to happen. Uh, but here we are. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? I've probably had, like, eight shots of espresso today. And I also had a matcha. Oh, I had two matchas. Holy shit. No wonder I'm awake. Guys, don't do what I'm doing right now. I've had so much caffeine today. Like, it's probably unsafe. But anyway, welcome back to Anything Goes. I'm Emma Chamberlain, your host. I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm drinking water. Not a caffeinated drink because we're done with that for the day. Honestly, might even take the day off of caffeine tomorrow. Because I think I have enough caffeine in my body to last me for like at least the rest of the week. Um, anyway, what are we talking about today? So one of you guys tweeted at me and was like, Emma, you should do a would you rather where basically you guys tweet at me on the Twitter at AG podcast and you tweet at me would you rathers and then I answer them and get all philosophical and such. <laughs> It's really hard uh, to laugh, like fake laugh at my own jokes when nobody else is there with me to like fake laugh with me. Like I'm just sitting on the floor in my closet by myself right now recording this. And so like me fake laughing at my own joke, it just is it just doesn't land as well as it does when I'm with other people. So now I'm just uncomfortable and you probably are too. So sorry about that, but we're going to do a fun little would you rather. I asked you guys to send them over. You did because you guys are the best 
and we're just going to get into it. And I'm going to try to make my answers as philosophical as possible so that this is at least relatively interesting. Feel free to tweet at me your answers and share your opinions. Again, the Twitter's at AG Podcast. I love to interact with y'all. I love to um, make this an open conversation. So feel free to tweet at me what you would answer as well. Okay, let's get into it. This episode is presented by Haagen-Dazs. It's love at first bite with the new Haagen-Dazs Dulce de Leche Bar featuring rich caramel Dulce de Leche ice cream swirled with thick, milky Dulce de Leche ribbons and dipped in milk chocolate. Indulgent? Yes. The perfect way to treat yourself? Absolutely. Find at retailers nationwide. That's Dawes. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product, or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, somebody said, when someone says, I have good and bad news, what would you rather hear first? Every time somebody comes to me and says, I have good and bad news, I always say, tell me the bad news first. (laughs) Always. Because I like to get the shitty stuff out of the way. Simple as that. I also won't be able to enjoy the good news because I'll be too anxious about what the bad news is if I don't just get the bad news out of the way. You see what I'm saying? Um... I need to get the bad news out of the way to even remotely enjoy the good news. And it's just simply how my brain works. So always want to hear the bad news first. Somebody said, would you rather delete your Instagram account or your YouTube account? That is extremely easy. I would delete easy. (laughs) That's extremely easy. I would delete my Instagram before I delete my YouTube. My reasoning for that is that Instagram is virtually pointless. If you think about the concept of taking an Instagram photo, it's pretty traumatizing. Like every time I think about the action of taking an Instagram photo, I have a full ego death. Like it's humiliating if you really think about it. 
And listen, I think Instagram is fun. I think it can be creative. I think it can be a great platform. I scroll on it. I look through it. I see what people are up to. I'm guilty. I try not to, but listen, I'm guilty just like the rest of us. And, um, and I think Instagram can be fun, but I also think it can be extremely negative and it can cause you to compare yourself to everybody and get this false sense of reality that's awful. And I've talked about that enough on this podcast, so I won't get into it more now, but I think Instagram can go negative way quicker than YouTube. Whereas YouTube is nice because it's like intimate. You know what I'm saying? It's long form content where you get to kind of hang out with somebody or you get to learn something or whatever. Like it's a lot more educational. It's a lot more useful. It's a lot more intimate. So my, and I, and I personally prefer making YouTube videos over taking Instagram photos. Although I do like both for different reasons, but I'd say at the end of the day, like making YouTube videos better. Somebody said, would you rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? Oh, that's really tough. I would say I would rather lose the ability to read because I feel like that would be easier to adjust to, right? I could have somebody around me at all times that could either translate things to me and read them to me or I could just, and I could still listen to audiobooks and stuff like that. Whereas like my ability to speak is very, very important to me. As much as, you know, the ability to read is important, my ability to speak is even more important because I love talking and I have, as some might call, a blabber mouth and I talk a lot. Not as much anymore. I feel like as I'm getting older, I talk a lot less, which is interesting. I used to talk a lot more. Like you could not shut my ass up. Like I just was fucking talking at 100 miles per hour, 24 hours a day when I was a kid. But now that I'm older, I feel like I'm learning that silence is not so bad. I feel less of a need to fill every awkward silence with some sort of blabber out of my mouth. Um, but regardless, my ability to speak is very important to me. I love having conversations with people and like losing that would be traumatizing. Whereas losing my ability to read, I could still figure out ways around that. You know, somebody said, would you rather get to see yourself from the perspective of others or hear every bad conversation about you? Well, for me personally, there's probably been a more than average amount of negative conversations about me considering my presence on the internet. And I think that if I had to hear all of those, I would vaporize into thin air and just disappear um, and die unfortunately. So I'd rather uh, see myself from the perspective of others. And in fact, I've actually always been curious about this, like what I look like to somebody who's just like walking up to me. Like, what do I look like when I'm just like walking around? And the crazy part about it is that I'll never know. And neither will you. You'll never know what you look like from the point of view of somebody who's experiencing your physical body in front of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you can only look in a mirror. You can only look in your phone camera. You can only look at a photo of yourself. You'll never fully know what it's like to be in your own presence. And I'm genuinely so curious about what that looks like. I pray every day and I manifest every day that I look much better 
in person as a physical human being than I do in the mirror or in photos. And the only way to know for sure would be is if I could experience it, which I never will be able to. Therefore, I'll never know for sure. Um, I would really, really not want to hear every negative conversation that's ever been said about me. In fact, I avoid hearing about that at all costs. Even if I know somebody's talking shit about me, I will avoid hearing what they said or finding out what they said because I don't want to know. I avoid information that's going to harm me at as much as possible. Somebody said, would you rather be gossiped about or never talked about at all? Definitely gossiped about because I think that not being talked about at all means that you're not doing anything of substance or of importance necessarily. And in order to accomplish something or do something admirable or do something that has an effect that's positive, you, you, you're bound to get criticism and you're bound to be gossiped about. Like, it's just inevitable. It's just a part of it. It's like, even if you're the best person on the planet and you're doing amazing things, there's still going to be somebody who's gossiping about you because you are the topic of conversation because you're doing something impactful, you know? And even if you're doing the best job in an amazing, amazing thing, you're still going to be gossiped about occasionally. It's just part of it. So I would choose to be gossiped about instead of not gossiped about at all. Somebody said, would you rather lose the ability to cry or cry every day for 20 minutes? Well, babe, um, I already cry every day for 20 minutes, so nothing would really change. I'm kidding. Um, definitely cry every day for 20 minutes because I think crying is so important. I'm a firm believer in crying. I go through phases where I don't need to cry. Like last month, I maybe cried once or twice. This month, I've cried probably five or six times. Like it just varies every month, you know? Um, but I think crying is so important and it feels good. And you need to cry to release that pent up emotion. And so I would never deny myself of that. And, you know, there are moments when you need to cry. And so not being able to cry at all would be pretty tragic. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Dating can be exhausting. Even just getting to the dating stage is a little bit overwhelming. You know, I'm not somebody who loves casually dating. I like to be in a relationship. Finding somebody you're attracted to is challenging enough, but then making sure that you're compatible is a whole other challenge. Well, Bumble is helping take some of the pressure off. Now you can make the first move or not. It's entirely up to you. Thanks to Bumble's new feature, Opening Moves. It's a simple way to start conversations. Just choose a question and let your matches reply to kick off the chat. Try opening moves on the new Bumble. Download Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. When you're feeling down, sometimes it's good to be alone. But talking can also be a big help. Keeping everything bottled up is not great for your health. It would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. It's almost like, I use this metaphor a lot, but it's almost like carrying a backpack around. And when you have stuff bottled up, it gets added to the backpack. And when you talk about it, you get to take it out of the backpack. Now the backpack's a little bit lighter. Once I got older and I learned how to communicate, I never stopped because I like having an empty backpack. It just feels better and my quality of life is better. 
When you need to talk and need a safe space, I highly recommend therapy. It's a great way to work through whatever's bothering you in a judgment-free place. There's something really special about having a resource to talk to that is not involved in your life on a personal level. So if you want to give therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, and flexible. It's also easy to get started. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash anything today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anything. Somebody said, would you rather be 10 years older or four years younger? This one's really tough. Because if I was 10 years older, I'd be 30. And if I was four years younger, I would be 16. I'm going to have to say I'd rather be 10 years older. And here's why. I would not want to be a 16-year-old right now (laughs) at all. In the age of the internet that we're in right now, I I would not want to be 16. Because when I was 16, I was extremely vulnerable. I was very concerned about what other people thought about me. I was very concerned about fitting in much more than I am now. And when I was 16, luckily the internet was not even remotely what it is today. Like today the internet is even more prevalent in our day-to-day lives and it's even more competitive and even more fake It's like, it it seems to get more fake every single day. You know what I mean? And if I was 16 right now, I don't know how I'd handle it. Like, I don't think I would handle it very well because I feel like I'm in a pretty good place in my life right now and it still gets to me. But if I was 16 and more vulnerable, who knows the effects that it would have on me? I think it's a better time to be a 30-year-old right now than it is to be a 16 year old right now. And that might not necessarily be true, but just maybe for me personally, I just don't think that my 16 year old self would deal with the state of this world right now very well. Whereas me as a 30 year old, I think would be able to handle the internet and be able to handle the trials and tribulations of life much better, you know? And so I'd, I'd much rather be in that place and be 30 than to be dealing with life right now as a 16 year old life outside of me though I'm talking about the pandemic that we just experienced the internet explosion that we're experiencing all of that um so yeah I think I'd rather be 30 although if yeah no I don't take that back being and honestly can I be honest here being 16 was not very fun Like I didn't enjoy it. If I could go back now and be 16 again and do it differently, I would. But if I just had to go back and be 16 and like relive that experience, like I don't think being 16 was fun. I actually was the most depressed I've ever been in my life when I was 16. Um, So I don't want to do that again. Like I feel like every year that goes by, I become more wise and more happy Um, And I still struggle a lot, actually a fuck ton, but it's like the struggles I feel like I experience become more and more important as I get older. It's like when I was younger, I used to struggle with stuff like 
oh, this boy doesn't like me and like my, I'm not getting good grades right now or like blah, blah, blah. And that was like so hard and so stressful and so upsetting, but it also like wasn't teaching me anything. Whereas now that I'm older, I feel like when I struggle, I like learn from my struggles. It's like, I feel like my struggles are a little bit more based in real life and like based in the real world rather than in my little high schooler bubble. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, I need to move on. Been talking about that for too long. Somebody said, would you rather be cheated on in a relationship or be the one that cheated? A thousand percent be cheated on. A thousand percent. And I feel like that would be the most common answer, but I don't know. I'm curious. Let me know. Tweet at me at AG Podcast whether you would rather be cheated on or be the one that cheated because I'm genuinely curious. This has nothing to do. I'm not trying to fucking plug the podcast Twitter. I couldn't give less of a fuck if you follow the podcast Twitter. That is, I don't even condone you being on Twitter. I think Twitter is the most toxic platform on the planet. But I am genuinely curious if you have a Twitter and you want to tweet at me whether you'd rather be cheated on or be the one that cheated. Because for me personally, it's so obvious, right? Like I would rather be cheated on because... I don't want to be the one in the wrong. Like, I don't want to have to live with that guilt. Cheating on somebody is a terrible thing. You know what I mean? And living with that guilt would be so overwhelming, at least for me personally. And everybody's so different and, and, you know, experiences things so differently. But for me, I would feel this shame and guilt for the rest of my life that I would not be able to get rid of. And I mean, eventually I'd get over it, but I'd always feel a little bit bad about it. And I don't ever want that. Like I want to avoid that at all costs. I want to avoid guilt and shame and, you know, hurting others as much as possible. And as humans, we're not perfect. We're going to cheat on people. We're going to lie. We're going to, you know make mistakes here and there. But like, I try to avoid that at all costs. Whereas if I was in a relationship with somebody and I loved them to the fullest and I did my absolute best to be the best girlfriend I could possibly be and they still cheated on me, then that's their fucking loss. End of story, you know? So, and I can go to sleep at night knowing that like I did my best and that I was a good person in the relationship. So I'd definitely rather be cheated on. But actually stemming from that, I'd like to share a kind of little thing that just came to my mind about cheating. Um, And if you've cheated on somebody before, listen, as long as you realize that what you did was wrong and as long as you promise yourself that you're not going to do it again, then you can absolutely look at it as a learning experience and if all goes well, it'll help you grow. And that's a beautiful thing. And in that case, you know, there's nothing to even be ashamed of because guess what? You fucked up and then you learn from it. That's actually a positive thing. Whereas if you just keep cheating on people over and over again, definitely do some self-reflection, but I'm not here to help you with that right now. Okay. We can talk about that in another episode, but, um, if you're like me and you're somebody who has severe trust issues and you constantly are worried about being cheated on and you're constantly worried that your partner's going to leave you or find somebody else or cheat on you, whatever it may be, let me tell you something that helps me go to sleep at night. Um, it's the thought that if they were to cheat on you, if they were to leave you and find somebody else, 
it's their loss as long as you loved them fully, you treated them how you would want to be treated, you respected them, and you were the best possible significant other you could have possibly been. Obviously, that doesn't mean that you are perfect, but you were the best that you could have been. And you absolutely worked your hardest to be the best you could be in that relationship. As long as you do all of that, no matter what they do, you can go to sleep at night knowing that you're doing your best. And if they leave you, it's not your fault because you did the best you could. And if the best you could is not good enough for them or it's not exactly what they want, that's their problem. You did your best. And if somebody cheats on you when you've been the best significant other that you could possibly be, that's their loss. And that's really unfortunate. Like that's genuinely bad on them. You know what I mean? Because you did your best. You were a good significant other and them cheating on you instead of, you know, dealing with a breakup amicably is very embarrassing. And we can hope that they'll learn from it. But until then, you can go to sleep at night knowing that you did your best. Somebody said, would you rather give up your platform or never experience true love? Okay, this is crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy question. Um, but I would say I would give up my platform because I think that feeling true love is one of the most important experiences in a human being's life. And you can feel true love in many different forms with a, you know, significant other, with a friend, with your family, like whatever. You can feel it in many different areas, right? And you can feel it more than once. It, you know, it's one of those things that will come and go throughout your life, you know? Some of it stays forever. Some true love lasts forever. And that's usually with family and stuff like that. Maybe not though, you know? But regardless, like I think throughout your life, you're gonna experience true love on different levels and in different forms. And I think it's one of the most important and the most valuable things that we in, we as humans get to have an experience is feeling love and true love, especially. And as much as I fucking adore, you know, my connection with all of you guys. And as much as that is in a sense, true love in itself, in its own special way, uh, I need to have real love in my personal life. Um, and I need to have a decent amount of it actually in order to survive and be a happy person. Like I need to have loving relationships in my family. I need to have, you know, loving relationships with significant others if I decide to be in a relationship in that moment. Um, I need to have true love and friendships. Like I need that to survive or else I would be empty. And as much as my platform means to me, like, you know, experiencing love is like a lot more of a necessity, you know? Somebody said, I think this is obvious, but a lot of people think it's not. So would you rather if people didn't show up to your wedding or to your funeral? Um, I would rather people not show up to my wedding because if people didn't show up to my funeral, I that would mean that I 
didn't have a positive impact on people's lives. And that would be a real shame. Whereas a wedding is an excuse for other people to party. So people can show up to your wedding and not even really love and care about you. They just want the free dinner and the free drinks and the dance floor. Okay. They might not even care about you. Whereas showing up to a funeral takes courage and it takes strength because it hurts and it, and going to a funeral hurts bad. And so in order to want to go to something like a funeral, the person's funeral who you're attending had to have impacted you in a big way. Therefore, I would really hope that people would show up to my funeral. I don't even know if I want to have like a big wedding. I, I think about this sometimes. Like if I do end up getting married, which I, I don't see why I wouldn't. I am going to get married. Actually, I've decided. I mean, who knows? But I, I really think I want to get married. I know that it's like kind of taboo to say that these days. I say this in the podcast every time I bring this up. I'm like, talking about getting married is taboo. But like a lot of people aren't down to get married anymore, which is to each their own. And no judgment whatsoever. I go crazy, do your thing. But I do want to get married. I do. And I think that I will. And I, but I don't think I want to have a big crazy wedding because chances are, um, by the time I'm like 30 and I'm getting married, who knows how many friends I'm going to have left? Like I'm already running low. You know what I mean? And by the time I'm 30, like I'm probably going to be even more boring. God knows how many friends I'm going to have. And chances are if my, the person I marry is like me, they're not going to have that many friends either. And then the, the wedding will be small. Um, so then it won't really matter that nobody showed up to my wedding. So anyway, somebody said, would you rather be the funniest person ever or the smartest person ever? For me, definitely the funniest. And the reason why I say that is because being smart is a fucking nightmare. Are you kidding me? Like, I'm not the smartest person on the block, okay? I'm not. But I know some people, this is not at all an insult. Like, I'm not, I'm trying, I'm going to try to say this in the nicest way possible, but I don't know how it's going to go. So <laughs> let's see. Um, I, I know some people that are maybe like not, not like that they're not as smart as me, but they're maybe just not as thoughtful. Like they just kind of go through life in a much less thoughtful way. Like they kind of just go with the flow a lot more. They maybe weren't very good at school and they didn't really care. And they don't really think maybe so deeply about things or very like intellectually about things or philosophically about things and that's just the way that they are and they're happy like that right and and they don't it's not like I'm dissing them at all because they would admit the same thing like they just go with the flow and uh, like they just maybe are less smart right not necessarily than me I don't know not that they're like less smart than me but you get what I'm saying here like they're a lot less maybe thoughtful and I noticed something about these people and it's that they have a lot more fun than me. Now, if I do my math correctly here, 
that means that like the smarter you are, I think the more struggles that you face in a sense, because you think about things so deeply and so like technically that when you're really smart, that it's a torture chamber in your mind. Now, I'm not saying that I'm like smart at that level. I'm not because I don't think that I'm I'm fucking not that I mean listen I'll give myself credit I'm not like the dumbest person ever but I'm definitely not a genius like fuck I don't know you know I don't know about crazy complicated math stuff like there's a lot of things that go over my head like I'm by no means a genius but I'm definitely like maybe like I'm I'm definitely I'm thoughtful I would say to a certain extent you know and like me being just a little bit thoughtful and just a little bit smart is already painful enough. If I was more thoughtful and more smart, I would be fucking miserable, as would anybody. Like, I think being really smart is actually a fucking nightmare. I, I do. And so I would rather be the funniest person because being funny is just fun. Like, laughter is like the best shit ever and so being able to make other people laugh or being able to make yourself laugh is like the greatest joy in life and who cares about being super intelligent or super smart if you have fun and you can laugh about shit and you can be funny and whatever then that's a great life and listen being smart can also be great, but I think that being funny, I'd rather be the most funny. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. At eBay, authentic is always in season. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means their handbag experts are making sure your arm candy is nothing short of the real thing. They're checking all the details from the leather to the logo, carry-all or clutch. We all love a handbag that turns heads. Knowing it's the real deal makes it that much sweeter. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you'll carry with confidence. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Imagine you find something that you love. Maybe you see your friend wearing a cool t-shirt and you're like, oh, I want that. And then they give you the website and you go onto it and it just doesn't feel quite right. That doesn't make you want to buy that t-shirt. A good website is crucial when it comes to selling your product or a brand. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. It's okay if you don't know the first thing about design. You can choose from professionally curated layouts with the Squarespace blueprint. Squarespace even has AI that can help you kickstart or update your website copy. If you're selling products, Squarespace makes checkout seamless for your customers with simple but powerful payment methods. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial and save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with the code EMMA. I'm starting to get delirious now. It's one in the morning. Like I'm starting, now it's starting to kick in. You know what I mean? Like I'm starting to get a little delirious, but we're going to push through because I'm having fun. So... Somebody said, would you rather move in with your best friends or move in with your significant other? Well, let's weigh the pros and cons here. The pros of 
living with your friends is that you don't have to worry about if you look like shit or if you pooped and it smells really bad or if you have gas because your friends are used to it or at least in my experience all of my friends are used to it um the cons are that i would get frustrated probably after a week because i would miss my alone time and i would miss my privacy and i would miss my thoughtful daily moments that i have by myself in my home um because if I lived with all my friends, it would be like crowded. You know what I'm saying? Actually, I don't have a lot of friends. But in this scenario, living with a few friends would get crowded quickly. I feel like I'd have no time to think. Now, let's go to the pros and cons of living with your significant other. Pros, when you're dating somebody, I feel like it's a lot more natural to just kind of like coexist in a way where it's like you don't necessarily need to be talking 24-7 Whereas I feel like with friends, you do more. Like there's more like daily conversation and stuff. Whereas like with your significant other, I feel like it's easier to like ease into like a routine where you guys kind of do your own separate thing. And I feel like that's a lot more natural. And I don't know why that is, but that's just my experience. So I feel like you'd still feel like you had some space while living together. Other pro is that, you know, you don't have to miss them as much because I think when you're dating somebody and you really like them, you tend to miss them all day and all night and whatever when you're not with them. Um, and you wouldn't have to deal with that if you lived with them. And in fact, you'd probably get a little bit sick of them, which could be kind of nice because at least you wouldn't miss them anymore. And if you needed space, you could just go in the other room. Whereas when you miss your significant other and you don't live together, you would have to drive to their place in order to see them or fly if you live long distance. Okay, so... You know, whatever. Um, cons, I think I would have to drive to a local coffee shop to take a poop every morning um, because the thought of pooping in the same home as a guy that I'm dating is like traumatizing to me, which is stupid because I'm literally 20 years old. I'm not a baby anymore. Emma, why are you still afraid to poop around guys that you're dating um good question I don't know maybe it's because I have stomach issues and I feel like my bowel movements are a little bit more well volcanic and eruptive and I don't want anybody to know about it maybe that's why um and maybe my stomach problems have gotten worse within the past few years and so now it's even more scarier for me to think about pooping near potential significant others you see what I'm saying um so that's a con for sure another con would be you know that you wouldn't experience the whole distance makes the love grow fonder thing it's nice when you don't live with your significant other because then every time you see them you feel like euphoric because you're like oh my god I missed you so much even though it's been 24 hours but I missed you so much whereas when you live together you don't have that anymore and that would be kind of a bummer um another con is that you might argue more than you would otherwise um but I think that in conclusion I'd rather like live with my significant other because I think 
that it's just more realistic for my lifestyle and my independence. Like I need my independence and I think that you can establish independence while living with your significant other much better than you can if you live with your friends. That might not necessarily be true, but that's just my input. Also, it would be nice um, for me to have somebody around when I'm crying and need a hug. And I think that's much more enjoyable from a significant other than a friend considering I don't like hugging my friends, which might be weird, but I like don't hug my friends a lot. And sometimes it actually makes me feel weird almost. I can't explain it, but... I do hug my friends. I do. But it's just like, it's just different. Uh, literally, like, my ice water is so cold and it tastes so good. Like, it's like my water just like is hitting different for me right now. Like, I just took a big gulp of it and it just like is hitting different today. Like some days you cannot get me to drink water. Like I just almost gag when I drink water. And then some days I drink water and I'm like, oh my God, this is like so nice. Anyway, I'm having one of those nights. It's just like tasting better than normal, but whatever. Somebody said, would you rather press a rewind button on your life or press a pause button on your life? Definitely press a pause button. Um, I would love to press a pause button right now and sleep for two weeks. I don't know what's going on with me, but like I've been really exhausted recently. It's definitely because of allergies. I get allergies to pollen. Like, you know, when it's like springtime and all the pollen and flowers start blooming and such. Um, I get allergies and it makes me really tired, really fatigued. And it makes my like nose stuffed up, which you could probably hear if you listen closely and it makes my ears all clogged up and my eyes get puffy my face gets puffy and it's just not pleasant um so I would like to sleep for two weeks because I feel like I'm tired right now from my allergies and I would love to pause for a sec also I feel like I have a lot going on and it's always in moments like this where I very much wish I could just press a pause button. So definitely pause my life. I don't want to rewind and go back and relive shit. Trust me. Like I living it once was enough. Like I don't, I'm excited about the future more than I am about wishing I could relive the past. I don't have any desire to relive the past. Somebody said, would you rather never use Instagram again or never use TikTok again? Definitely never use TikTok again. Instagram... I pref it's interesting because I <clears throat> Jesus see I have like fucking scratchy throat from allergies what's going on let me just take a sip of my refreshingly cold water mm, delicious the interesting thing is I like posting on Instagram better than I like posting on TikTok but I like scrolling through TikTok better than I like posting on TikTok but at the end of the day, I think that scrolling through social media for me is bad in general. So I'd rather just have Instagram, post on Instagram, have fun with that, and then just only scroll on Instagram. Because I feel like scrolling on TikTok is where shit goes wrong. Because I can just sit on there for so long and it's so addictive. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm anxious and I've seen far too much information in a far too short time and I just feel like shit. And I'm stressed out. 
TikTok's algorithm genuinely frightens me. Like just me talking about TikTok makes me want to go go look on it. It's bizarre how addicted I am to TikTok. I can't believe it. Like it's so random. Like when did this happen to all of us? We're all addicted to it. Like even my mom watches TikToks. She's like 50, you know? We're all guilty. We're all addicted. It's bad. I'd definitely rather get rid of TikTok. Instagram's less toxic for me. Still toxic. Don't get me wrong. That shit's toxic, but less than TikTok. Somebody said, would you rather get up at five in the morning without coffee or stay up until 3 a.m. without coffee? I would say I would rather get up at 5 a.m. without coffee because I feel like in the morning I'm much more motivated to like get up and like get going than I am to stay awake late at night, if that makes sense. Like once 11 o'clock hits, like I'm normally like in bed and I'm like done. And that's very grandma of me. That's very grandma. That's very mom of me. Very middle-aged woman of me. But it's true. Like I feel like I'm becoming more of a morning person than a night person nowadays, now that I'm older, which is crazy because y'all, my sleep schedule used to be so bad. I would literally wake up at noon and then go to bed at like three or four in the morning, sometimes five in the morning, sometimes pull an all-nighter if I was like editing a YouTube video or something. And that was my schedule and it was terrible. And now I'm more at like a go to bed at 10, 30, 11, and then wake up at like anytime between 6.30 and eight, and then that's it. And waking up at five is not actually that bad as long as you go to bed early enough. So I would say wake up at 5 a.m. with no coffee. And that's that. And I'd probably have to take a nap in the middle of the day, but that's fine. Somebody said, would you rather have peanut butter stuck to the top of your mouth or toothpaste stuck on your lips? Definitely peanut butter stuck to the top of my mouth. In fact, it would be my pleasure. In fact, I wish there was peanut butter stuck to the top of my mouth right now. Peanut butter is literally one of my favorite foods. Like I, I might go downstairs after this and eat a spoonful of peanut butter. Like I literally love it. Recently, I've been buying both creamy and chunky peanut butter and having both in my pantry at all times because I like to use creamy peanut butter when I cook. Like let's say if I'm making a peanut sauce or a stir fry or a sandwich or something like that, I will use creamy peanut butter. But if I'm eating peanut butter with the spoon, I like chunky peanut butter, I've discovered. And so now I keep both kinds in my pantry at all times. What's funny is that I always was a creamy peanut butter person. And then one time I bought Crunchy on accident and then it was in my pantry for so long. And I was like, okay, I should probably like get rid of this. Like I should probably eat it. Um, I don't want it to go bad or whatever, even though peanut butter takes years to go bad. But I think it was just my excuse to open another jar when I already had one open, whatever. And I discovered that eating crunchy peanut butter with a spoon is one of the more enjoyable experiences I experience on a day-to-day basis. I love it. And so I would love to have peanut butter stuck to the top of my mouth. It's my pleasure. And toothpaste stuck on your lips not only looks embarrassing, but also is really unpleasant to remove. 
whereas peanut butter being stuck to the top of your mouth is actually a joy and a pleasure to remove you just lick the top of your mouth until it's gone it's, it's a fucking dream come true would you rather go back to your past and be able to relive it but not change anything despite knowing the future or go to the future but when you return to the present you can't change anything despite knowing the future okay this one's really actually a mind fuck I would rather go back to my past and be able to relive it and not change anything rather than going to the future and not being able to ch change any of my decisions even though I like know what's going to happen. And this is because I feel like going to the past and reliving it has less negative effects, right? Because you already know what happened in your past. You can remember it. Going back and reliving it could be fun, could be painful. You're probably going to learn something from it. Living, th you know, living a past experience again, you're probably going to learn something from it, right? Even though you've already lived it, being able to do it again would probably teach you something interesting, even if you can't change anything. Whereas going to the future for a second, experiencing that and then coming back to the present would be traumatizing because you'd live in the present moment with this feeling of doom because you know what's going to happen later. You know what I mean? So instead of like living in the present moment, you're going to live in the present moment, but constantly knowing what's going to happen down the line. And it would take the exciting spontaneity out of life. And that is not good to me. So that's my answer. Somebody said, would you rather live happily ever after with no downs at all? Like just in movies, everything is great or be human and enjoy the life of its ups and downs. You know, sometimes I wish that I could just live life like a movie. You know what I mean? All ups, no downs. Life is perfect. But that would be a cop out. You know what I mean? Like that would be cheating. That would not be living life to the fullest. Living life to the fullest is like experiencing all ranges of emotion and all ranges of challenge and all ranges of excitement and success and failure. Like all of that is so important to have a rich life. And if you deny yourself from experiencing extreme lows then you deny, you kind of deny yourself from experiencing extreme highs. And I just think that like floating through life like a movie, as tempting as that may seem, would take a lot of the substance and the value out of being a human. And so I would rather live life as a human and experience the pain. Although I'm not going to lie to you guys, I've been having a stressful week and I've felt like shit because of my allergies and I've just had no energy to like do anything and I've just not really been feeling my best and it's moments like that where I'm like I wish I just lived in a movie where everything was just perfect you know what I mean but at the same time it's like it's moments like where I'm in right now where I just feel kind of like shit physically like my body just doesn't feel good because of my allergies and 
I'm stressed out because I have a lot of work to do and stuff like that. It's moments like this when I really appreciate a vacation, when I end up going on a vacation, hopefully at some point in the future, you know, or I enjoy a weekend off, you know, it's like I'm going to enjoy that shit so much more. And that's beautiful. Somebody said, would you rather fart really loud that it almost breaks glass, but there's no smell or fart without a sound, but it's the worst smell ever? Well, I actually fart without a sound, but it's the worst smell ever. <laughs> actually, in my day-to-day life, like, I be having stomach issues that sometimes make my gas just unbelievable that it's coming from me. Like, somebody would look at me and be like, oh, she's just a little 19-year-old girl. She probably doesn't have crazy bad farts. Well, that's where you'd be wrong. I feel like people always expect like a really raunchy fart to come from like some sort of like 50 year old businessman who just like, you know, eats roast beef. But like, no, like <laughs> it, it comes from me too, apparently. Um, the thing about farting and it smelling bad, but nobody knowing it's from you is that you can really easily like get out of it. You know, you can get out of it. What I always do, wait, I don't want to say what I always do because <laughs> because then if anybody I know is like listening to this, then like I'm going to be fucking exposed. Okay, fine. I'll tell you. Um, when I fart and it smells really bad and I don't want to admit it, I pretend that I don't smell it at all. Like somebody would be like, oh my God, fuck, do you smell that? And I'll be like, no. And they're like, damn, really? Like I'm, I'm smelling something. And I'm like, no, I literally beats me. Like I literally can't smell sh- anything right now. Like it, actually, in fact, the air smells like delicious right now. It actually smells like somebody's making like cinnamon buns or something. I feel like it just smells so good out today. And then people are like, think that they're imagining things. It's like, it's kind of like gaslighting, honestly. Somebody said, would you rather be extremely hot or extremely cold? I would say I'd rather be extremely cold because I really hate the sensation of sweat and heat. Like I really hate it. Like I, I've always hated it. I've always preferred being cold over being hot. And that's why I keep my AC at like 65 degrees in my home because I like being cold. For some reason, it's very weird. Um, and I'm always cold in my home. Like I always, I'm, I'm constantly feeling cold in my home on a day-to-day basis like because I make it that way I make the AC 65 degrees like I choose this lifestyle okay um and I choose that voluntarily which makes it pretty obvious to me that I prefer to be cold over hot so I don't know why I'm like that but alas like I cannot fall asleep unless it's freezing cold in my bedroom like I don't know what it is Somebody said, would you rather eat boogers for a day or only drink pee for a day? I would uh, rather drink pee uh, because I can't imagine that it's that bad. Actually, wait, I drank pee before. I got dared to drink pee once. So I actually have drank pee. And I can't remember. I think I kind of blacked out because I was so like not happy that I was doing it that I kind of blacked out in the moment and now I like don't remember if it even had a flavor, but I have consumed pee before as a dare. I promise you it was a dare. Like this was not voluntary at all. I like 
got dared to do it and everybody was like, oh, Emma, now you have to do it. And I was like, well, can't be a pussy now. So I drank a sip of piss. And I don't even think it was mine, actually, which is pretty disgusting. But pee is sterile, I think. So didn't kill me, but I'd rather drink pee. I've never been somebody who ate my boogers. I never will. I am not judging people who eat their boogers, but I'm proud to say that I've never been a booger eater. And I really don't understand the, I really don't understand the whole booger eating hype. I don't get it. I never have. Somebody said, would you rather have been in a sorority if you went to college or be in a content house? God, both of those sound like my living hell. Um, If you don't know what a sorority is and you don't know what a content house is, I'm going to briefly explain it. A sorority is like a group of girls in a college that it's basically like being a part of a club in a sense where you guys do like charitable acts of things and you guys all do a throw events together at your college. I don't really exactly know what a sorority is, but that's my basic understanding of it. And then and it's it's all in college, right? And it's like a club basically for girls, okay? And then a content house is basically where a bunch of people who make internet content live in a house together and create content together on a daily basis, which sounds like my fucking worst nightmare. Sororities are the exact opposite of something that I think I would belong in because I just Ugh. there's nothing wrong with sororities like I think they're really great I know a lot of people who are in college and who are in sororities like meet a lot of friends that way and like you know get to do charity work and it can be a really positive thing but like I just don't think that that would have worked for me because I'm just not somebody that like when you're in a sorority you're kind of forced to be around a lot of other girls and like I just am very selective about who my friends are. And I just feel like if I was in a sorority, I'd be forced to have like a hundred friends, all of them being in my sorority. And I just really don't see that working out very well for me because I just feel like it would feel fake and I would hate it. And I don't like forced friendships. Like I just don't like that. Uh, But being in a content house would be an absolute social climbing nightmare where everybody's collabing with each other and like competitive with each other. Uh, to answer the question, I think I would be in a sorority. Yeah, I really like, you really just couldn't catch me in a, in a content house. Like you just really couldn't. Like you, I just couldn't. It would be awful. Somebody said, would you rather know how old you are when you're gonna die or how you're gonna die? I would say I'd rather know how I'm going to die because I don't want to know when I'm going to die because then I'm just going to constantly be like counting down to that age and like I don't want to do that. Um, I don't want to know the future like that. Like I like the fact that the future is not promised. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I like that I don't know that. It's actually comforting for me. Knowing how I'm going to die gives me less information. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, even if it says like, oh, you're going to drown. I'm that may make me avoid water, but at least I won't know when it's going to happen. 
You know what I'm saying? So like, definitely that. Somebody said, would you rather give up podcasting or YouTube? Now, this is really hard, and I actually thought long and hard about this. Um, I would say I would give up podcasting. Now, here's why. Because I have a loophole, and it's that I could just make longer YouTube videos. Whereas, you know, I couldn't just do podcasts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to show myself doing stuff. I like to talk to you guys face to face as well as I like talking to you guys over a microphone. But like, I feel like I could do podcasting on YouTube, whereas I couldn't do YouTube on podcasting. So I feel like I would do, I would just really lean into YouTube and just start making like hour long YouTube videos if I didn't have this podcast. Honestly, I probably would have done that by now if I didn't have a podcast. So I would definitely give up podcasting, but I'd still kind of do it on YouTube, which means I would be cheating a little bit on the game. But, you know. Somebody said, would you rather be poor with good people around you or rich and lonely? I love this question because I think it's so interesting how different people answer it. And my answer would be poor with good people around you because... I know from experience that as much money or fame or whatever that I experience in my life, I will still be miserable if I don't have good people. And that's just the goddamn truth of it. It's just the fucking truth of the matter. And having money helps with certain areas of your life, but it doesn't help with genuine connections. And that's what makes life really truly worth living. So I would definitely rather be poor with good people. And on that note, guys, I need to go to bed. Um, I am delirious. I'm delirious. But I had a lot of fun. This was some, uh, some fun midnight discussion. This was a fun midnight discussion. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And if you did, leave Anything Goes a review on Apple Podcasts a little five stars and I love reading the reviews that you guys write about the podcast because it makes me feel very connected to you guys and I love hearing your thoughts and um makes me feel really good every time I read the reviews it makes me cry I say this every week but I'm not kidding like I it reminds me why I do what I do and it just like why I make these episodes and like because I know that I know that I like making them and I know that it's fun for me, but it's like, it makes it even more clear why I love doing this when, you know, I get to see how you guys are connecting with me and it's, oh, watch me like start crying. Um, it's too late in the evening for me to start crying. My emotions shut off at like 11 PM. Um, and I become numb. Um, but anyway, leave a little review if you'd like. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow the Twitter at AG Podcast to participate in the episodes. And that's all I got for you guys today. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing week. I'm manifesting a beautiful, happy, and positive week for all of you. And also, I just started reading a new book. I'm reading 1984 by George Orwell. And um, 
I'll let you guys know how that goes. But that's my book recommendation of the day. I haven't finished it, so I don't know if I even really like it yet, but I'm reading it and I'm enjoying it so far. And that's your book recommendation. Okay, now I'm really leaving. I need to go to bed. You can hear it in my voice. I'm fucking exhausted. Love you guys. Illy. Bye.